the series is, you know, we don't have a lot of riders right now. And there's a lot of things that aren't great, but they've done a good job positioning the series to where it looks valuable to sponsors and we're making more mm-hmm. money. Um, so like, I don't need to go out and risk getting hurt for a thousand dollars when I can potentially make more for finishing on the podium and production twins at an AFT rate. Episode 104, Tank Slapping Podcast. It's been a long minute since we've done a pod. Been on the road, traveling, living the freaking dream in a pickup truck, chasing the American flat track dream. But we're back at it, back on the podcast. Got home at 2 a.m. last night, recording this morning. Other side of the mic, Robbie, Bobby McClendon. What's up? What's up, man? God, it feels like it's been 84 years since we've done a pod. It's at uh. <laughs> That meme from uh, what is it? The Titanic. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's been eighty four oh. years. <laughs> Man, it's been forever. <laughs> like, it's actually kind of difficult to do this one because so much has happened. We haven't done anything since a couple days after Peoria. So, um, yeah, we'll try and breeze through these races. Like, we've done three races since then. Um, we'll go over them, breeze through them. We got a couple questions from the fans. Uh, and I, I have a special guest coming on um, later on the pod, which a lot of people are excited about. But um, we're going to bring Noah Chambers. I don't even know on. who it is. Noah Chambers. We're going to bring Noah on. He uh, he went to Loretta's. We got to get an update from him. He's pretty much like kind of married, but not married right now. He's just like schmoozing every weekend. I never see him. A lot of people have asked. I had people. I had three people at SAC just come up and say, Hey, we, you know, what's, what's up with the chambers? Like, I'm like, I don't know. Surprise. Everybody wants to hear from him, but yeah, they do. So we'll, uh, we'll get them on later on the show, but yeah, let's go through everything. Um, before we get into that real quick, um, these sponsors without them, this shit wouldn't happen guys. So make sure you support them. They support us. They keep this pod going mission foods. I don't, not really much can need to be said about what missions doing for our sport. They're crushing it. They're keeping, a lot of us going, um, if you can support their products, just tons of great, great things they're doing at mission for the sport and with their brand in general, we're crushing it. So appreciate mission bell power sports, check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. I don't know if everybody saw, but sack mile, Jared Meese, Briar, and myself, we had a special edition helmet on, uh, the Carlin Dunn helmet. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit here later in the show, but yeah, just stoked to be part of what what Bell's doing and have them supporting our podcast now for a couple of years. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Check out their website, yamahamotorsports.com. Motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile and power products. Yamaha revs your heart. Any motorcycle. I saw Gary Gray a few times over the course of this trip. I think I saw him at SAC. He was busy watching the race, but um, good to see Gary at the races. Good to see any motorcycle doing what they're doing, overcoming the odds and uh, yeah, and just just battling through it. I know they got a big one coming up at New Jersey Motorsports Park with Moto America. They're competing for the bagger title with uh, Tyler O'Hara. So yeah, that's a big one coming up for any motorcycle, but we're big, big fans of what they're doing and they're big supporters of American Flat Track, Moto America, Super Hooligan Racing and much more. Moto America, like I just said, New Jersey Motorsports Park, September 9th to 11th weekend, Millville, Millville, New Jersey. I guess that's my local my uh, hometown Moto America race. 
uh, one of the few tracks on the schedule that I've actually ridden. Love Jersey. Might head down there. I, I'm not sure what's going on that weekend. I know we have a couple races I got to look at and see, but hope, hoping to get down to Moto America and check that out. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. They just renewed their three-year three year deal, Rob, with American Flat Track. Um, so that's that's good I news. I that. Yeah, good news. For- I wanted to talk about that too, but we just got too much to talk about. But we'll have to we'll make a note to talk about that the next round because that's definitely something to talk about. Yeah, no, big news. It's uh, three years is good. I mean, anytime you can do more than a one year deal on anything, it's it's good news. And uh, to have their involvement, I mean, I don't think people realize how big Dunlop the brand is. I mean, you look at the tires. Yeah, they're you know it's what we're using. They make great products, but they're just a huge brand. I mean, they're involved in everything so it's yeah it's good to have them on board with our podcast check out their website dunlopmotorcycletires.com jerry stinchfield roof systems of dallas texas commercial an industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience jerry was at sacramento good to see uncle jerry there uh cruz is a little pissed at jerry uh he wanted to uh go on a he's all day at sac he's like you know I want Jerry to take me on a ride on his, uh, on his Grom. That's all he kept talking about. I'm like, bro, <laughs> leave me alone. I'm trying to race. Like, I don't know where Jerry's at right now. So, um, but yeah, he's, Jerry's the man. He, he's, uh, just everything he does for the sport the last seven, eight years. I, I don't even know how long it's been. I mean, he's been doing stuff forever, but really stepped up his support the last, last, you know, like I said, five to eight, I don't even freaking know, eight years and keeping so many of us going. So shout out to Jerry. And Manscaped, use the code TANKSLAP20 on manscaped.com for free shipping and 20% off. Rob. I wore my Manscaped shirt yesterday too, man. <laughs> Did you? I don't know. Uh, they gave me a shirt. They gave me underwear, dude. Like, uh, I love it. I mean, not just the product, but even the shirt, like, fits great. I was like, damn. Remember, it's like the old Thunder Built shirts that just fit perfect. That's how the they are nice shirts. shirt is. Yeah, Thunder, Thunder had some banger tees. He doesn't do them so much anymore, but yeah, he has them. No, he's too busy and too cool kissing Jared Mee's ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so what was the first one? Rapid City. Um, Rapid City. So, uh, yeah, usually we talk about the track, but, I mean, the track for Rapid City, usually it's one of the best tracks on the schedule. It's a really fast clay half mile, but – I damn it's been so long um I know the track wasn't wasn't amazing um it was a little on the dry side I even in Rapid City this year the weather was so hot man it was wasn't a typical rally week for me like you know it was just brutal hot track wasn't great um then it rains Rob so the rain actually it saved the track like it made the track so much better so when the rain came we I was right before I think the dashes so we went out, did yep, the dashes, exactly. did the main event, um, production twins. We did, or I guess it was the BTR first production twins and singles. And then we didn't get the super twins in. It rained as we were all lining up in the grid. I felt some raindrops. And then as we were pulling onto the track, it started raining harder and then it rained. Um, so I guess yep. let's talk about that a little bit. We'll run through the classes quick, but your thoughts on the scheduling because i've got a few questions about that um what yeah man what could we have done better well, there to ensure that we got at least the premier class lined up and raised yeah well you got uh, you, you you nailed it for 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 most of that i think um 
the track was a little bit on the dry side. I don't know what the, I think Terry Reimer does the prep or has somebody do the prep there. I think it was I think it was his event. I don't know. I think it was an AFT event or maybe they did like a I think it's AFT. But either way. Yeah, but he's involved. Yeah, Terry, he's a good guy. Okay, so I mean it was it was it was good, but just a little bit dry. And like you said, man, the rain made that track absolutely bitch. And as a matter of fact, you know some guys were complaining because I went and rode my scooter around the track. They're like, oh, it's an unfair advantage, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, I didn't make a single change to Dalton's bike after that, which we damn well should have. I came in the pits, and anybody that would listen to me, I said, dude, it's going to be fast. It's going to be good. And, and man, it was incredible. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, we're not going to sit here, and, or at least I'm not going to sit here and bash AFT for hours because everybody knows i mean even even kevin crowther i believe it was his call but uh but he he knows that they kind of miffed on that one man i mean and and just for the listeners out there um you know i know they say oh super twins the premier class which i i get that's that is their their big ticket class and and a lot of people were pissed off because they ran the infield girls first and and i get it man the infield girls are not a they're not like the premier class i don't want to say just a sideshow but you know, they're a, they're a, what would you call it, like an exhibition type race. And, you know, of course they got theirs in and singles got theirs, production got theirs. And then, you know, the big boys, um, kind of got SOL on that one. Um, yeah, I yeah. don't really know what, you can't really tell them to do anything differently, man, because the, the radar was up. I mean, they knew there was rain coming and, you know, we could sit here all day and, and in my opinion, from what I would have done, I would have said, all right, you know what, we're going to, we're going to cut the, um, we're going to cut the fan walk by at least half an hour. If not, put it to the end of the program. And then, you know, here's where it gets hard, though, because the four guys that should – production guys that go to Super Twins, you can't really put Super Twins first. So I don't really think the order of the races should have changed. I just think that we should have cut out some of the fluff, like opening ceremonies. I mean, not the national anthem, but opening ceremonies and – the fan walk could have been pushed to the end of the event. Um, that, that'd be my only suggestion. And that's my only real complaint. I mean, our race got run, so I'm, you know, I'm not going to be the outraged one, but if I was in super twins, I'd certainly be, uh, be the one that's upset. I mean, and it's been what seems like it's been 84 years since Sturgis <laughs> has gone down, but yeah, yeah. but that's what yeah. I would have done differently, man. If it were me, I would have said, you know what guys, look, we appreciate all the fans are coming out. We do have weather in the area. Uh, you know, a radar shows that, you know, we got two hours or whatever to get the whole program in. So everything that's, that's not absolutely necessity for racing will happen after the final feature. Yeah. And, and Kevin actually took, took accountability on that. And, you know, that was his call. And yeah, I have a lot of, obviously people listening to the pod, I'm a big accountability guy. And for, for Kevin to, uh, to say, Hey, you know, I kind of made, you know, I made a bad, bad decision there. And, um, yeah, no, but I mean, it's yeah, like everything you said, I I agree with for the most part. I I would have run them. I I think every every race there should be a potential rain schedule ready to go. So we're not kind of scrambling around trying to change the schedule, letting the fans know, letting the riders know. I think every race we should have a condensed possible rain schedule that we're going to go to. Okay, we're going to schedule B or whatever and where it cuts the fan walk. Cause the fan walk was it's 45 minutes to an hour. And I, honestly, we could, I could get in the fan walk more. I don't like having a fan walk during the event. Um, 
I would much rather have fan walk at the end of the race. That's what it was like when I was a kid. The fans came in at the end of the race. We're there trying to do our work, do our job. Mechanics are working on the bike and we have, you know, we have to stop midway through the race, turn the intensity off and, um, and just like do the fan walk, which is a big part of what we're doing. It's not saying I don't want the fans in the pits. Like it's really cool. They, they keep us going and it's cool to see that, but it's tough middle of the day to do fan walk. So anyway, we need to go to, I think we should have a plan B. Um, go ahead. You want to follow up on the fan walk? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it, it's definitely important, especially for playing, playing, having a plan B. I agree a thousand percent. The one thing I will say about the fan walk for just use using Turner team as an example. You know, Mike Turner does sell a ton of shirts, so the reason I think fan walk is not at the very end is because a lot of times people are like, oh well, you know, I'm not gonna go wait in that line. Let's just get out of here, honey. Let's go grab some food or let's go drink or you know, what I mean, like you're definitely if you do it at the end, you're definitely gonna lose a lot of potential t-shirt sales from the riders which which does make make up for it because i know that mike's very generous with his his riders and, and he shares the the you know the t-shirt stuff with them but um you know if you do them all at the end then you know it's severely going to take a cut out of what those riders make specifically now i'm not it privy to all the other teams not even your team but uh you know I, i'm not against fan walk in the middle of the day because people do so fans do like to see I can't tell you how many times I've been working on Dalton's bike during fan walking and then like people will come up and like try to talk to me, but you know, my focus is, is on Dalton's bike, but they will sit there and like kind of watch and see like how professional mechanics work. So it's kind of a cool thing to see as a spectator. Like I wouldn't know that if I'm going to like a Indy car race or something, I want to see some cool shit going down in the pits too. Like, you know, man, look at them brakes and, and look what freaking look at those headers that things running or whatever. But um, but in this instance, though, without a doubt, like I would have said, like, all yeah. right, fan walks to the end of the program. But yeah, anyway, we're, yeah. We're talk. Well, and I, and I and I I would have shuffled the main events around. Like it's uh, you know, it's not. How would you do that though? If you can't run like production and super twins like right back to back, I mean, you need at least some break. Well, so. I would have, I would have, I would have shelled the dashes for the time being. I would have. Okay. I would have put the BTR class at the end. Um, I would sure. have done, yep. I would have, th those were the three. I mean, otherwise I'd run through production twins, singles, super twins. And somebody Got mentioned okay. a while back, like, and then I would run the BTR and then I'd run the two dashes. Um, and uh, yeah, that's fair. somebody that's fair. mentioned the, the podium, you know, uh, and I agree, we shouldn't be doing podiums if, uh, if we're, we have, if we have a threat of threat of rain, but, at the podium for us, we were, we weren't even starting to take photos yet. And the singles main event was lining up. So, um, I don't think the podium took, took too much extra time. Honestly, it was just, I, yeah. I think they were talking about the BTR podium because it was, it wasn't like longer than normal. And those girls, you know, they raced their heart out. They deserved a shout out to their sponsors. It's just that, you know, like you said, once we initiate, we'll just say like, once we initiate plan B, all right, no podiums, like straight out the track. Like when those bikes come off the track, just like kind of for the normal semis or something like next group on the track, you know, like while they're doing their cool off lap, let's get the next group staged up. And this is imperative for, you know, the rain, we'll call it the rain plan, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, and, and no, no one's being a dicky. Like no one's like, Oh, you know, the BTR, we, we don't need to run that. It's, it's, it's not that anybody, it's just like, there's a pecking order. It's, it's obvious. There's a pecking yeah. order of, of, uh, classes. It should be, well, <laughs> I don't know what it should be, but it's, it's super twins, singles, BTR, 
productions. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it should be funny. it should be Super Twins. Um, they're the premier class. We we got to find a way to get them in. I mean, it's it's a bummer. Those guys didn't they didn't get you know well they got paid but they didn't they didn't get to put on a show they didn't get points. Um, yeah, because it downpoured. There was no way we were getting that track back. Um, they thought about it, dude. They had the they had the grader on and and uh, and everything. I, I look out. I'm. It's like pouring. It was raining fucking hard, and I'm under the tent. And I, I was like, all right, I'm starting to get undressed. And I look out on the track. And I'm like, is there a fucking tractor on the track right now? They were they yeah, were trying I mean, to get it in. So they did, um, they were man, and you got to give them a little bit of credit for that. I mean, I I knew immediately. I was like, dude, this ain't this ain't happening tonight. Like, you get to a certain point, like it would have taken another couple hours before they could even do anything with the grader because a, the banking and that mud is like the slickest owl shit mud. Like people don't understand. Like that's the kind of track where it, within 10 minutes, you can go from falling on your ass, trying to walk to the tackiest shit you can get on a track. Like it's, well, and that's why really Jared, unique, but- Jared, after his semi, he was, he was pissed. Um, Cause it was, it was starting to rain. And it was pretty noticeable. Like it wasn't, it was drizzling and that track so fast and it was starting to rain and we, and they just kept the green going. Um, and, you know, Jared was really frustrated and vocal on his podium deal. And some of the fans were, you know, they were hammering him. It's like, first, you know, you want personality from the riders. And then when Man. somebody gives you, gives you personality, then you want to call him a crybaby. It's like, dude, dude's out there. We're out there. We're the ones racing. You know, if if Jared Meese thinks it's too slick, you know, then it's fucking too slick. Like, how are you going to question a guy, uh, you know, yeah. seven time champion who's out there doing I mean, it? Um, and with you know, we 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 had tragedy at New York. Like, we're the tracks have been tough this year. Um, it's got to look, you know, everybody's of, already on edge. You yeah. Know? We're on edge and it was raining and we still were racing. And honestly, what's a semi have four or five riders? Like how important is it to finish that semi anyway? Just, just read the, read the, um, throw the, and Jared Meese, he won it. He won the semi. Like he, he passed a couple guys and he won it. And, uh, he was just frustrated yeah. and it's, it's, it's fine. Like he's the guy out there. It's his job. He's risking his life. Like, if he's going to be, you know, it's good. I, I was proud of Jared, man, like being vocal, like that was cool. And I went to bat for him on, on, on uh, one of the pages, man. It's like, dude, dude showing personality and he's, you know, speaking his opinion. You guys want to hammer him. And, but then like, you want to hammer, you know, safety or, you know, you figure out what the hell you guys yeah, want. They, like, it's like, they don't fucking know what they want, dude. They don't have a freaking clue. I mean, I'm assuming you're talking about some of the, the Facebook warriors. And stuff. Yeah. And they, I do remember that. Cause I actually comment. It takes a lot for me to get on there and comment these days. And man, I was like, I actually, no, it I comment. Bro, I can get you to comment like, in five seconds. You could. I could make a post on your page right now and you'd comment. <laughs> you could. <laughs> no, I'm just, but seriously, dude, in all honesty, so we can move on. Like, those people that were questioning Jared, like as much shit as we give him on the podcast, like neither one of you nor I will like, if he says he's not comfortable, cause that dude will find something anywhere on any track and, and figure it out. But like if him or Briar or, you know, it, it, there's so many guys out there that's like, if they even remotely say it ain't good, then like, you know, I, that's good. That's plenty good for me to be like, all right, hold on. We're you pretty know, fair. Like, like, like the riders are fair, honestly, with the season it's been with the different tracks and track prep. And we've had like a pretty shitty year with tracks. 
um, you don't really see many guys bitching that much. I mean, like we're frustrated. Yeah. But we, we don't, it's, it hasn't been that bad from a rider standpoint where guys are just bitching every weekend. I mean, dude, it's frustrating, but we're trying, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's one of them things, but no, it's, uh, yeah. So rapid city, um, shout out to, uh, Mikey rush for, uh, winning that production twins main. He, he went right by us and checked out. He was dialed. Uh, that's, that's the kind of track I, I could have seen Mikey doing well at. And then he got the win and I was second and who the hell was third actually. Oh, Nick Armstrong was third. So yeah. Armstrong. He, I think he got Jesse like on the last lap or something. Yeah, yeah. Struggled a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and but then yeah, was, man, rush. So good to see rush up front. No, nah, it was cool, man. And he's, back. He's rough. happy to see him back. Yeah, he's a Mikey Rush is a really good rider. Uh, winning, you know, he's won on a single back in the day, you know, in the GNC class. He's won uh, the the AFT era of the singles. He's won on a production twin. Like he's he's a uh, he's Mikey's really good rider. So it was uh, it was cool. And then the singles race, Rob, you're gonna have to refresh my memory, dude. I don't even know. Oh, what yeah, was it? Uh, was it? Uh, who the hell fucking won a single? Let's, uh, let me look that up quick. Oh, I got yeah. you right here, buddy. Yeah. Trevor won that one. That was Trevor's first Trevor one here, I believe. Yeah. Um, Trevor yeah, Mishler. Really good. Yeah, Trent. Trevor Mishler, then uh, Lowe and uh, Dalton were stuck together. Then a few spots back was uh, Cody, yeah. then uh, Ferran up there. So, yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, it's 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 really good. I mean, I love Trevor. He's one of my original kids, I always say. So, I'm always happy to see him find success. And uh, yeah, looks like he's found a good, good home on that blue bike, man. It, it was little nervous the first few races of the year. Um, he had a really bad wreck in Texas. He was part of that big deal. And uh, he's yeah, coming he's back strong, man. He's starting to that. figure it out. Yeah. yeah was, good. I mean, it was such a good kid. Too. The first seven races, he wasn't on the podium. And then he's been on the podium the last four, um, five out of six and two wins. So, yeah, Trevor's figuring it out. He looks like he's five points behind Morgan uh, currently. But, yeah, that nah, was good. So, uh Sturgis Bike Week, man. It's such a great, great place. And I love going out there. It was uh it's what it's my favorite excuse me, race trip of the year. So it was uh it was cool. And then we moseyed on to Castle Rock, dude. It's been like shit. Been like been a minute. Eight, eight years maybe since we've been to Castle Rock. And I'm not gonna lie, I was skeptical on the on that decision to go there. Um and years prior. Castle Rock there uh there wasn't many people there dude so uh I I was skeptical I'm like man you know and I know I I knew they had the one moto show out there and I knew it was successful but I didn't think it would translate they would the fans would come and stay because that crowd's a little bit different um you know it's more of the hooligan cafe racer type crowd I didn't know they'd come a lot of hipsters yeah. And I just didn't know that if they would come to Castle Rock, you know, uh, I just was like, man, no one's going to come to that. Uh, and then at Rapid City, we the fan turnout at Rapid City was shitty, uh, to be honest. And it seems like the trend with rallies, like we just haven't we don't get a lot of people to come during any of these bike rallies to our races. So, yeah, going in the Castle Rock, I'm like, dude, I hope we have 100 people there watching us. And I pulled in the pits. And I was like blown away. We couldn't even get back to the pit. It was so many people camping oh. out. And dude, it was, it was awesome. I, I sent Thor a message. Uh, I don't know Thor, but like, I was like, dude, Ben was great. Like a lot of people, uh, Brad, Brad was there helping out with Thor. They, they did an amazing job. It was the best event of the year by far. 
and it's the most packed event I've seen in a while. So, um, Dude, yeah, it was everything about that event was just amazing. And I'm not even talking about our success that we had. Just the vibes were so high. Like everybody was just amped. Like every time a rider went on the track, it was just like, fuck yeah. Woo. You know, and, and I, I say this in jokingly and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm sure we're going to get some messages about this, but dude, I've never smelled more weed in my life than I was like standing <laughs> up in the, uh, staging. I'm like, I'm like, dude, well, I haven't been to Lodi in a minute, but I've been to Lodi a few times, but I still say Castle Rock. Like, dude, these guys, I mean, and, and I'm not saying they were acting up, acting a fool, but just everybody was there to have a good time and to see some badass racing. And, and, and they really did. Like, like you said, man, they hit a home run and, and I hope that those guys are listening to the show or they do pick up the show. Cause you know, the, the track was really smooth. It was, of course, we all knew it was going to be a small TT. So passing was going to be kind of sketchy, but uh, I'm not sketchy. I shouldn't, I don't want to use that word because it makes the track seem bad. It was just, you really had to force the issue to make some passes. And as we saw, you know, Cody, Cody cop got the, uh, the, the raw end of that deal uh, once or twice. Um, but uh, the the event, the atmosphere, man, like, God dang, I, I I would go there. Like, I've already told people, like, dude, if they do it again and have the amateur, my, my truck and trailer is going to be going to Washington from Florida. Like, I'm riding those amateur days. Like, uh, that's just – it's just a good, good time. Yeah, and I was bummed. I was planning on doing the, the amateur days with Cruz, and I got really, really sick. <laughs> um, and I ended yeah, up – like, shit. Yeah, I was I was pretty bad off and I was bummed. I wanted to do the amateur days and yeah, the vibe was high for everybody, but uh but me, I was um uh, I didn't even get like during the fan walk. There's a lot of people out there I haven't seen in a while and I went and sat like way like by myself and just like laid on the ground and took a nap. Um Yeah, yeah you I was definitely struggling. were not Yeah. I mean, yeah. I felt bad for you could visibly see that you weren't like your normal self. Like the yeah. grizzly bear, man, you were like hibernating or something. Maybe I'm not <laughs> sure, but yeah, it sucked, dude. I, I don't, I get sick like once every five years and I don't like to use it as an, I don't like it as an excuse at all. Like it, it, you know, it, it is what it is, but I, it just like was, I was bummed because I just wanted to see everybody at Castle Rock and I was, had a fever all day. I was just struggling. So, um, but dude, I, I, I didn't ride bad. I got on the podium. <laughs> I, I was kind of bummed. Uh, I actually thought I actually went into Castle Rock. I told a few people, um, I've been riding TT quite a bit this year, uh, and I was going into Castle Rock to win that thing. Like I was like, dude, I knew Peoria. Like Jesse's so good at Peoria, and um, and I'm not great at Peoria, but going in the Castle Rock, I thought if I rode really well, I had a shot at least. Like it would, it still would have been tough, like to beat Jesse. But um, he had some bad luck in the semi. He crashed, and uh, him and Johnny crashed into each other, and. I ended up winning the semi. I had fastest semi. I was pulling the main event and um, just finishing that main event for me. I was uh, really proud, really just like happy and proud to uh, to go out there and get some points. Um, but um, yeah, Dalton grabbed the win in the single. Jesse grabbed the win in production twins. Well earned win for Jesse too. Like coming from the back of the pack, um, it's obviously not as difficult to come like when you're that fat, like that fast coming from the back these days with 11 10 riders isn't you know it's not coming from the back in 18 but uh with 18 riders but with the track being that hard to pass um and him finding ways to win that race was was incredible so shout out to uh, jesse that was badass 
Um, yeah, dude, he he was like he was on a mission. I mean, he's been on a mission this whole year. Let's to be honest, but he uh, he definitely uh, found something found something that night. Like you, you always have that like that little extra. And and man, I'm just thankful that that wreck came and Johnny were in wasn't worse than it was. Um, just no, it because, was slick, like, it, dude. That right hander was well, slick, yeah, dude. but just it looked super violent. Like because he was like sideways going up the jump and then. Everybody originally it looked like Johnny T Bone, but Johnny, man, hats off to his ability too, man. He he um he did everything he could to woe that bike up and they both kinda ended up in a pile, but uh but of course both riders, you know, shook it off and shook hands and uh you know, I knew both of those two were gonna be tough too. I mean, no, no offense to you, Corey. I wasn't you weren't my pick to win. I thought you were gonna be on the podium, but uh you know, I was like, Ooh, this is gonna be a Jesse and Johnny showdown because, you know, the infield doesn't have the grunt that Harley does, but but Johnny, this is as close to like Supermoto, and I was just, I just figured like, yeah, this is this is this is a track for Johnny, and, and actually a track for Johnny and Dalton, and um, that's how I uh, I picked I mean, that as, one, of course. As like as um, sparse, I guess I'll use the word as sparse as the grid is in Production Twins, the top guys on TTs they're pretty good, like Johnny and Jesse yeah. and Bromley when he showed up at Peoria, and yeah. um, you know, like guys right like down. Billy Ross. Um, uh, I'm trying to think, but there's some good guys on TT. So yeah, we were right there though, man. It was cool. So I, uh, I felt good about, about that. Um, and I don't know what the betting odds were Rob for, uh, C-Tex to podium Castle Rock, but not podium Sacramento. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't, I think the betting odds were substantial if you, uh, if you got that bet in in Vegas, but, uh, yeah, dude, it's crazy, but no, um, yeah, shout out to Thor, everybody at Castle Rock. It was cool to be back in Sacramento. I'm sorry, back in Castle Rock. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else on that. Uh, shout out to, I guess, obviously, we talk about Super Twins. <laughs> um, I didn't stay. So as soon as my main event was over, I I bounced. Like my hotel was really my hotel was like 50 minutes away. It was one thing that sucks about Castle Rock. There's there's nothing nothing there nearby. Um, for hotels or whatever. So that was kind of a, that's the only thing I have with Castle Rock. It's like, damn, it's, uh, it's just tough. Like whatever. So I was 50 minutes away. I was in the pain cave and I was back in my hotel with it being that far away before the singles main was even over. Cause they had the red flag Ferran went to Mars and came back. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so th- actually another thing too, man, big, big thankful. He's okay. Actually, there's a, oh, there was a couple of violent wrecks there. It, it was violent looking, you know, I mean, um, I think everybody was really upset about Ferran, but it's just one of those racing things, man. If, you know, the track's kind of, you know, one lined in a sense. And if somebody goes down, like you're so committed already. And, and Ferran had like, you can see he tried to turn outwards, but at that point, dude, he's just holding on for, for everything yeah. he's got. But and I didn't see it till the next day, and I was like, "Holy shit, that was bad!" So, um, dude, where we were standing too, though, it looked way worse because people don't realize when he landed, he was already like way down the hill. So, I mean, realistically, I mean, that was a—he probably <laughs> fell from like two stories high, you know, because by the time he landed, it was so far down the hill. And and yeah, but anyway, yeah. he's all right, and. uh and man, hats off to JD Beach, man. He put on a hell of a ride in clinic. I would have loved to see what Dallas could do. Um, I guess they had a little pile up on the start. Um, his bike was like acting a little funny. I don't know if it was like a temperature thing or just just one of the things that happens. Who knows? But uh, 
And I didn't see that. Like, I don't know what happened. Somebody told me, um, somebody texted me and said big crash and super twins or whatever. And I didn't see it. Um, I know a couple guys got hurt. Dan Stanley bummer for him and, um, getting hurt. And I think Pearson, a couple guys actually got pretty hurt. Um, and I no, guess I they, know. I guess they knew and I, man, I, I didn't see it. So, I, but I did get some questions about it. I saw some, saw some posts about it, but I guess they knew, um, his bike was acting up, uh, Dallas's bike was acting up on the warm up lap. And then he lined up and then it shut off going into the corner. I, what do you, you were there. What are your thoughts? I have no, I, like, I didn't see it. I don't know what happened, but, um, what, man, do, what did you kinda, Yeah. Everything kind of happened fast, man. And I'm sure there's people who are going to correct me, especially if they were in the race. But to me, it looked like, you know, <clears throat> Dallas's bike, I don't know if it shut off or just started spitting and sputtering, but, um, um, and then it looked like from there, luckily we had like multiple angles. It looked kind of like Henry Wiles kind of had nowhere to go. And so he looked like he kind of asked pack Dallas. Then next thing you know, his bike is cartwheeling. And I think his bike or Stanley hit his bike or Pearson or something. Cause I think Pearson and Stanley basically just got caught up like already in momentum. And then, like I said, I know Henry's bike was flying cause it came in in the the front handlebars and triple tree or whatever is like broken off of it. And so I, I don't know, man, it's just a shame. I, I'm glad that Henry's not hurt. I hate that Dan Stanley's hurt. I hope he gets well. And um, I haven't talked to bugs. I didn't really know he was hurt all that bad, but then I didn't see him at sack. So bugs, if you're hearing this, man, I'm sorry that you got injured. I just didn't know. And uh, man, I hope he heals up well too. Cause um, you know, I was assuming if he went to Castle Rock, he was originally planning on going to Sacramento, but I, I don't know, man. It's it's a shame. It's uh it's one of them things. It's another racing thing, though. You know, it's I'm I know, I know the Essence and team would much rather have Dallas gotten a whole shot than his bike stumbled off the start. So you yeah, know, I, you can't really fault them. The no, time. no like, one's fault. No, no, no one's fault at all. I mean, it's I don't even know what the right decision. Like, what would anybody like? Because there's not really a two minute rule anymore. Um, did he have time to switch? He didn't really have time to switch. I I guess where the bike placement was for the backup bikes, he couldn't really switch bikes. So I guess that's something we, you know, we, we could consider and talk about moving forward is take away the two minute rule and guys are rushing around trying to get out there and, you know, they don't have the option reality, to switch the bike. Well, in reality, like if you have a backup bike, like that's part of their rules. And, and I don't know if this is a McGrath question or a Kevin Crowder question or a whoever question, but if, it, cause they do make an emphasis on having a spot to put the super twins bikes. So, if you need to swap to your backup bike and this happened at Sacramento too. Um, but you got to at least have time to go get the backup bike. Otherwise, what's the point of even making that rule in the state, yeah. you know, like, and then, and then not only that, but there's no problem with the two minutes in my mind, because if you start rushing, as we've all seen, hell, I think I've about had a stroke at Sacramento from sprinting and rushing, but that two minutes, it's kind of a safety thing. Cause you, it lets you keep your composure and it lets you know, like, look, if, if your bike is fucked up to where you can't fix it in two minutes, you don't need to be on the track anyway. Well, and but we're not on live TV. Like, like give us two minutes. Like, it's not like we're on live TV. Well, like, even if we were, even if we were, how cool of a show is that? Like, how cool is it when you see a NASCAR race or a Formula One race and they're coming in and, and the freaking mechanics are scrambling and they're, they got a few minutes to swap out a nose on an Indy car or something like that, or, or NASCAR, they got the duct tape out, like fixing the body so they can get back out there. But 
you yeah. know, they still got the caution car out on the track. They don't keep the green going, you know. So it's like, man, maybe some of these other instances wouldn't happen if we weren't so rushed, which I'm not saying give everybody 30 minutes, but, you know, two minutes is not a big deal in my mind. If your bike is going to, and I know some of these bikes overheat or whatnot, but if your bike is overheat to the point where two minutes is going to blow your engine up or something, then, then you got a tuning issue. But, yeah, you know, it's, I heard some people grumbling about Dallas and them and, Oh, they're, they're going to back up bike. And, and I, I see both sides to that, but, um, you know, of course he was dialed in on his a bike. So he was going to try and make the a bike work. Like any racer out there in the world doesn't want to go to their backup bike unless they absolutely freaking have to. And unfortunately after the wreck, he had, he, he had no choice. He had to go to his backup bike. But again, unfortunately, a couple other riders didn't get to race, but, um, but that's yeah, just no, a race against Henry's bike was trash too. I saw the um the next day I saw a picture or something and his bike was fucked. Like it's uh and Dan Stanley got hurt. So yeah, it's a bummer, man, Peterson. So um, but nobody's I mean, that shit happens, but it's just um it's a I was that that was a bummer to see. But anyway, Castle Rock in the books, and then we moved on to Sacramento. Um yeah. so I'm over talking about like tracks <laughs> like I'm, I'm literally over it um I don't have much to say I mean there is a lot to talk about but I don't have much to say other than it was the worst Sacramento I've raced as far as the track goes um I had a rider uh a multiple multiple time champ that said it was the worst Sacramento he's seen in 40 years. And I saw a comment from Jeffrey Carver, who's pretty quiet. Like you don't see much out of Carver. He's usually just like vibing out, walking around the woods, like just <laughs> Love doing, <that> guy. <laughs> doing Carver things, camping out in his hammock, just vibing. And you don't see many comments from Carver. Yeah. And he commented and said, that was the worst track I've ridden since 2009. Um, so I, uh, I don't have much to say about the track, um, besides it sucked. Um, I'm glad we're out of there and yeah, it's nobody, I'm not here to blame anyone. I'm not here to just constantly, <laughs> like, I don't want to come on here and just bitch about the tracks, but we haven't had good tracks this year and I'm going to be vocal about it. Like it's what, it's a podcast. It's I'm a writer that's yeah. out there. I'm just going to you want me to just, you know, be politically correct every single fucking time, then don't listen to the podcast. But, um, yeah, it, uh, I think people expect us not to be politically correct. I think that's why why we have so many people listening to us because they know that you're going to tell it like it is, man. And, and I'm let, let's let's hear what you got to say, man. Because I know the other day you texted me and you're like, man, I'm a little I'm a little fired up, so I'm I'm ready to see Corey take his gloves off, man. Because the grizzly bear, you've been hibernating a little bit too long. No, I I mean that was after Peoria, like that was. That was probably the worst Peoria I've seen. Well, besides the one year we had like 80 foot ruts, it like rained. Um, but that was probably the worst Peoria we've, we've had, um, this year. And then that was probably the worst Volusia. I mean, I know weather plays a factor into it, but, um, you know, it's just, it, I, like I said, I don't, I really don't have, I don't have much to say. Cause like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just, it is, it is what it is. It's just, uh, sack this year it was it was really dry um i had a couple riders that were there the day before and they texted me and i was like hey how was the track they're like it's gonna break apart 
And I'm like, really? I was like, Sack's really good. Usually, like last year, Sack was Sack was badass last year. Um, they've typically done a really good job with that racetrack. And I don't know, I don't know who like I'm not trying to hammer anybody, guys. Like nothing I do on here is personal, nothing I say is personal. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't know who prepped it. I don't know what was done, preparation. I don't know, you know. I mean, I don't know who was in, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know the process, but just being on it, it was uh it was really shitty. That's again, I guess that's all I can say, Rob. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's it's definitely. I think after the first or second practice, there was a nice little rut going into turn three, and actually, a uh, little chase that off was telling me, and I was like, oh, let me go check it out, and and I did a few laps on the bike, and I could see that you know it was. I knew it was gonna be a challenging day, and and you know, in my mind, you know, the mechanic in me is like, all right, well, uh, we got to completely you know change our whole suspension theory from what we thought we we're gonna have. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I was, I was hundred percent correct on that. The, the, it did kind of break apart. It got rough. It got bumpy and, and, you know, damn dude, going to turn one, I guess there was a little like hump or jump or something. Cause I got to watch the races from the front straightaway slash going into turn one and, you know, just, I didn't watch production, so I couldn't tell if it formed after that or if it's been there all day, but but man, like the singles and the twin super twins going in turn one, man, like there was multiple times when Jared and Dallas were like side by side, both with like their rear wheels off the ground. And obviously for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, that's the only thing they got slowing down is that rear wheel and it's off the ground. But um, and, and like, obviously like the, the comment, like, you know, it's the same track for everybody. I use that comment. Like, I said it Saturday because, you know, I, we, I didn't finish how I wanted to finish. And, um, and so, you know, I don't like when I talk to some of my people, um, not my team, but like, you know, my, my friends, my, like everyone's, every rider's got their go-to people. They text after the race or during the race or they call. And like, yeah. when I'm talking to my people and I'm like, you know, I'm like, yeah, we struggled. I'm bummed, blah, blah. And they're like, well, the truck sucked. I'm like, well, it sucked for fucking Jesse and Mikey. And they, you know, they did good. It sucked for everybody. And, um, so like I use, I use the phrase, it's the same track for everyone, uh, quite often, but yeah, something like that, it's such a crapshoot. Like when you go into the corner and it's dry and there's ruts all the way through the corner, it's unpredictable. Your back end stepping out, you're spinning, um, there's holes, you know, there's like holes with marbles, um, laying on top of it. It's just, it takes a lot of, I'm not going to say skill out of it, but it makes it so unpredictable that like, I'm a pretty calculated guy. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I was, it was frustrating. Cause I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I'm like, dude, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was slow, but for whatever reason, like, you know, I'd get into the corner and I, you know, I, I would hit the bump in the one and my, the bike would step out. Then, then you're riding, you know, riding in the dust. Like I was in turns three and four, I was literally like weaving. Like I felt like I was doing a fucking rider's edge drill, like, uh, to get my driver's license, like weaving in and out of the bumps to try and try and find a good line. And man, I just struggled. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Um, it was well, it's uh, one of those tracks to where you have to, you have to set the bike up, in my opinion. You know, you gotta you gotta set the bike up plush to get you through and absorb that shit, man. Like, so just to give an example, of what we had, you know, we had a typical mile set up on there, and 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 after the first session, I'm like, yeah, man, like this is this is not gonna work today. 
because um, you could tell like it was just going to be extremely dry, gritty. And then Dalton came and told me he point blank. He's like, man, like I'm going through the corner and and my bike is just kind of everywhere. And he was I forget if he was watching. I think it was BK. And, uh, you know, BK's bike just kind of was absorbing it and going through. And I'm like, well, OK, well, you know, you got to make an adjustment for that. And, you know, we, we can make adjustments to, to sort that out. And it just we knew from the get go it wasn't going to be like your typical Brian Smith Sacramento where, you know, it's it's still kind of got a little bump going into three, but like it's a black asphalt groove and you just kind of road race through there. And so you'd want a stiffer suspension and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, know, we were, it was, the track was four seconds a lap slower than it exactly. was last year. That is so yep. much like same tires, uh, same, like I'm on the same motorcycle and dude, it was like, so it was so gnarly and different that, um, you know, we were in the semi and Johnny Lewis, like, it's no surprise that Royal Enfield's not that fast. Like it's not built for speed right now. And my bike's pretty damn good. Like we won four miles last year. Um, and I'm in the semi and the track, how rough and dry and you know, how, how it was that Royal Enfield was pulling me off the corner, 20 fucking bike links every, every time off yeah. the corner where like you didn't need a fast bike like your Turner the Turner bikes are they're the fastest 450s I've ever seen and they finished sixth seventh and eighth like uh, I'm pretty sure Cameron Smith was on a 700 and he got third so yeah it was, you got to get it through the corner man like I, I've said that from day one I mean actually me and the Turner guys have gotten into actual arguments because of that it's like guys you know we're not winning races or we we've won races because of horsepower but you know, for example, you know, Cody Cop is riding absolutely amazingly well right now, but his shit is is handling and he's riding it to make it handle properly. You know, it, it's it's a um it's a balancing act. Of course, he even I don't want to say he struggled. They struggled early on and he he sorted out and, and they made appropriate changes, obviously. And and um same thing same thing with Trevor, you know, like I was like, Oh, cool, we got Trevor covered, even though he won here last year. But then, you know, you go to work and you you adjust the bike to the track setup, you know, and, and I was watching the times and I go back just like you do. It's so funny. Cause you and I didn't really talk too much at SAC, but what you just said, like we're looking at the same shit, like, damn, our lap times are so much slower. We need to change our setup because you know, what we were prepared for is not what the track is giving well, us we, right now. We tried to and, do the same thing. Like we tried to soften Paul, Ott, man, he's without that guy, we would be way farther off this year than we are. And, he totally set my bike up like I've never had it set up. We we were it was a motocross bike. Like we pretty much softened it all up and I was just trying to get through the bumps and and uh and yeah, and I got I got fourth, which obviously I I was uh not going to Sacramento going I wasn't going there to get fourth, but that's the beauty of the sport. That's why you line up and um, you know, I was it was a long drive home for me. Like I drove it was three uh three days driving. I just got home last night and it was a lot to think about for me. Like um, definitely wasn't the same Sacramento as last year where I won, I won both races and won the championship. Um, that's the highs and high and lows of the sport is uh, it's how, how challenging it is. And um, yeah. you know, I, I actually appreciate it. Like I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm, I'm bummed out. I, you know, we didn't do better there, but the challenge, like the challenge of the sport, like, dude, it's just, it's so unpredictable. That's why you line up. I mean, I honestly, like I had a, so many people like, Hey, you know, this is your track. You're going to win today. And I get kind of annoyed with that. Cause 
you never, you can't predict anything. Like we could go to my, we could go to my best track, you know, best condition, whatever. And I could go out and get eighth, you know, it's just, yeah, this sport is so close. It's so challenging in that how, how like competitive it is, even with not a lot of riders, it's, it's just, yeah, it's crazy, but no. And, and honestly, like, I love the Sacramento event. Like I love going to California. The fans out there are awesome. Um, they're the most passionate fans. Like I I've said that for a long time, like the California, I don't crowd, know, man, them Washington fans are, that, are pretty okay. That, that's giving them a run for their money, <laughs> but the California crowd, they, they know their history, man. I, I don't see, I see more vintage tees out in California from the fans, like old school San Jose and, uh, those, this, the California crowd is awesome. So I love the Sacramento event. Um, the only thing I think I would do different, and I've said this before is just planning schedule planning, like now for next year, like we, we don't need to go to Missouri in April. Like we don't need to go to Sacramento in August. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, think dude. we need to, we need to better plan it. So we're not going, so we're giving the track prep guys a fair shot. I mean, for them to sit in the tractors all day, 105 degree weather and try and prep it. And man, like, again, like I've got a lot of respect for the people that work hard. Um, but I just think better preparation, better planning, whether it's, you know, from day one, all the way, you know what I mean? Like, I just think, I think there can be more, the, there can be better preparation. Um, on uh on the scheduling aspect because man we don't like every time we go there in august it's hot as hell so like let's not go there in august <laughs> like, well uh, i mean sacramento is uh abnormally hot too i mean it, it's but it was hot again, last year to, so I don't, yeah man well last year was yeah sick. i know man i don't know I, I don't know what what happened with track prep on this one i mean anyway, other than, it's, you know yeah just it was like it was like they'd put water down and and roll it in and it was it would just immediately suck it up like it's it's it was almost i, I don't know like you said just it's got to be a time frame thing it's got to be a time of year thing because you know we can't all get lucky like and have like an afternoon rain shower and make the track perfect you know it's just it's it's it not, is what not it gonna is, happen dude. it yeah, is what it exactly. is like whatever like i'm like i said it's yeah i i, I don't want to come on here and talk about like the tracks but man we've we've had a tough year so um but do we talk uh, can we talk about one instance real quick because it was like i had I would, to like wait, oh wait. my god i had the gloves I'm, off i'm bringing it oh well i was is it the break thing yeah okay so <laughs> i had no idea um to be honest sack was tough for me i still wasn't feeling 100 percent. it was hot so i was sitting I was sitting in my pit like most of the day. I actually sat like I had a rental pickup truck. We my van broke on the way to Peoria, and I, we had a pickup truck this whole trip. I was sitting in a pickup truck with the air conditioner on a lot of the day, um, and I didn't see, I didn't see what happened until like that night. I saw obviously like a bunch of people commenting about it. So yeah, it's your deal, man. I it was your your instance. So what the four fifty? Well, I mean, it wasn't. Well, it's technically my break deal. Gate. I just feel break. Yeah, gate. man. I just so I just felt bad because I wanted to defend, you know, Mark Muth, who is Morgan's mechanic. Like there were some idiots on there, and there were some knowledgeable guys. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Like they put him on there with no disc on there. No, the fuck we didn't. There was a disc on there. So our our rotors that we were running are, are what they call a two piece floating rotor because our guys, you know, ride the brake pretty hard. Well, 
there's these little button things on there called buttons or bushings or um, rivets, if you will, whatever you want to call them. And from what I can gather, those are made out of aluminum. And I am assuming that that they are what failed and let the rotor get oblong and essentially break off like the rotor broke out of there. But if you look at the picture, you can see the carrier is still there. Well, there were some idiots on there like, oh, the mechanic didn't put on there. And I think they were kind of making a jab at me. But reality, we all know Mark Muth is an amazing mechanic. He's the nicest guy in the world. And he's very meticulous. Like, dude, he he really does go over those bikes with a fine-tooth comb. And so I was like, you know what? No, nah, man. Like, you know, Mark is not going to get on Facebook and defend himself. Like, it doesn't. He's just too nice of a guy, number one. But He's the best, I like, dude. I love that I mean, guy. Such a good guy. So, like, like if you needed something, like right now I'm in Florida, I can be like, Mark, man, can you drive to Florida tomorrow and help me out with something? Oh, yeah, sure. Just let me get my van gassed up. You know, like that's just yeah. how he is. Like, I would do anything for the guy. And yeah. um, so, big long guy. story short, you know, Merck's coming down the front straightaway. We're like, damn, he's what's he doing? He's like pointing at something. And, you know, we're like, huh, that's weird. He kept pointing towards the rear wheel. So I'm like, damn, did he get a flat? Then? Like, did we get a flat on the warm up? So, like, and people were picking on me and making fun of me, like, damn, I ever seen you run that fast. Well, those people know, like, a million and a half years ago, I was like a very accomplished soccer player. You're a soccer and star, guy. dude. Fucking so, Pele over here. Dude. David Beckham. Well, long story short, like, but with hair on I your can chest. still sprint. Like, dude, I actually, long story short, I actually beat Dalton, BK, and Merg in a sprint race. Then I, like, demolished my hamstring. But long story that's short, like, dude, I can that's fucking like run. Winning, that's I can like winning the run. B class at the hooligan race. I mean, you want to sprint. You know I how to. I can't even do that. Sprints. I can't even win that. Anyway, long story short, we, uh, we, you know, myself, I took an initiative. I'm like, you know what? Hold on. Like, I know you, they weren't going to let me change the wheel on the line anyway. I knew that. But I'm like, hey, we got a little red flag here, whatever. I don't even know why they paused the race other than Merg. So, like, I sprinted back there to take his spare wheel off and swap it out. And honestly, we would have had it done in time. But when Merg was coming to the start-finish line trying to, you know, slow down, he pumped his brakes up, which obviously they weren't there. So, we got there, and these – you know, I'm sitting there trying to spread the caliber and, and thankfully, you know, Jesse Janish is a big help. And, uh, um, he lifted up the rear wheel and we're trying to put the wheel on of course the race starts. And then some, uh, some riders like literally went and like protested. It's like, dude, did you really protest on a semi? Because we're second points and we have a provisional. So we're like, just relax, Merg. Let's, let's just calm back down. You're going to come from the back, but it's a mile lost of time. Well, Apparently we got protested by some idiots and it's like, wait, wait a second. We, we attempted to make the start. That's all you need to do. You don't, it doesn't say you have to like start in DNF. You have to present your bike at the start. So technically we could just roll up to staging, but we had no idea the brake issue was even an issue until he came after the warm up lap. So something on the warm up lap either got into the caliper or the buttons because all that shit was broken. And it's not like we can go and inspect it. Like we're freaking NASA and do a, you know, a metal analysis. Some guys were like, well, why didn't you check it for stress cracks? It's like, oh, let me just get on my fucking brake disc x-ray machine in the pits. <laughs> but, you know, you know as well as I do, man. It's racing. Sometimes I had an instance. Breaks. I had an instance. Breaks. I had an instance from, uh, it's kind of funny you said that. Um, it, was, it was a hot shoe company that I, I don't wear anymore. Um, and I had a hot shoe. I had two races on it. And I was at a race in Ohio. And the hot shoe broken half like um not vertically but horizontally like my toe was still in the boot and the back of mm -hmm. it broke off my hot shoe broke in half and uh i i messaged the guy who um who made the shoe and i'm like hey man this 
I had two races on this, like, you know, it broke in half. Like I was second in the race. Like it cost me like a lot of money. Like it was a big race. Right. So, and he goes, he was mad at me. He started yelling at, he started getting mad at me. Cause I, um, I posted a photo of it. Uh, I was like, man, sorry to my sponsors. This is why I didn't finish. And, um, he was mad at me for posting the photo instead of saying, Hey, I'm sorry. It broke blah, blah. And he goes, you, you need to do better hot shoe maintenance. And I'm like, hot shoe maintenance. What do you mean? He's like, you need to check the shoe every race to make sure there's no cracks. I'm like, okay, well, it, I mean, I, it was only two races old. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So I, when you say checking for like, yeah, like, and I, like, I, I've seen a comment before somebody got a flat tire at a race when I was an amateur, actually it was James Rispoli. <laughs> he got a flat tire at uh Vernon Downs. It was like a 450 invitational race with Shayna. He finished, but he got second. Shayna beat him. And he's like, he got a flat, he, he posted, he was like, I guess we need to start checking our tubes before every main, every race to make sure it's not flat. Like, you can't check that stuff. Like, what are you, what are you going to do? Like you said, x-ray machine, like the break, like, yeah, there's only some, I mean, I mean and, dude, shit happens, but. And I'm um, not even, here's the thing. Like people were like, they were like, so I'm not even going to say our, our break, the, the break dish we use. Cause I'm a very big fan of that company and that guy. But you know, there's some people running around like, Oh, fuck those break. It's like, guys, like, it, like we have like 17 sets of breaks. And we have one failure that like just freakishly happened. Like we don't even, have the ability to go back and look in time and see like, was it a crack? Like, was yeah. it the buttons worn out? Like, wh what was it? Cause we put these things through a lot of abuse. You How know, about, uh, no, you're good, dude, dude, that shit happened, man. I, I, I knew, I knew, uh, I knew, I knew you'd have something to talk about there. Uh, just from the comments I've seen and you, you actually restrained yourself pretty well. I didn't uh, scroll through every comment, but, um, you really didn't comment that much. You kind of just like, were pretty, you were pretty mellow for, for Robbie on the, um, on the page. So, um, yeah, good for you, dude. Like, uh, not getting sucked into it, but how about yeah, the man, fans? Just... How about the fans talking about, uh, you don't need, you don't need breaks, you know, back oh in my the God, day. Yeah, some, was... <laughs> some dude, like, yeah, well, multiple like, Oh, you don't need breaks on a 450 on a mile. I'm like, well, yeah, maybe if you guys are running around, like as slow as you are. And some dude's like, Oh, I used to run ball, this and that. And I'm like, dude, like, so people they don't understand and it's so annoying it's like it's a, one, it's insane it's not, a, it's not even a question of of oh i'm so tough i don't need brakes number one if you're not using your brakes on a mile then you're not going fast enough period especially sad Absolutely. like you can't yeah, period and but bikes are like, different now like that's like the thing like fans talk about bikes back then dude the air-cooled carbureted rotax or whatever you guys rode back in the day they had so much engine braking. Like, it's so different now. Yeah, no slipper clutch. And here's say the thing, the 450s too. have slipper clutches. Um, more more importantly, the safety aspect. It's like, think of it this way. So, okay, you say say you're Billy Badass, Randy Deke. I think that's one of the guys' names. So well, I'm going to call you out. Randy Deke, you're a Billy Badass. You don't need your brakes on a mile. But let me ask you this. Your brakes go out, and you're in third place, but you're about to make a double draft pass. And then all of a sudden, oh, they shut the door on you, and you get sucked in, and you need the, the rear brake. Yeah. So Nobody's riding without rear brakes fast right now. Like somebody said, yeah, I watched a YouTube video of somebody who took his brake off, and he was just as fast. I'm like, well, that's fucking weird. Cause yeah, but not in a freaking anybody. pack. 
Yeah, not, not in a pack, pack, not on a, a skittery mile. That's a paper clip. Like, like they're just so like. I mean, I know everybody wants to have their opinion. I'm very opinionated too. Like I, I'm not like pretending like I'm some Mister Perfect doesn't doesn't speak his mind. But it's like, dude, if you're gonna have an opinion and you're gonna put it out there for everybody, at least have a fucking clue what you're talking about. Like well, all you do is make yourself look stupid, and then you got like three or four other old dudes that are like, oh, oh yeah, like. My, so one dude's like, oh, I don't have any brakes on my KR. Well, yeah, guess what? You're going with about 42 horsepower with a shitload of engine braking. So it's like you're you're going like 40 miles an hour slower going in the corner at least. Yeah. So, so shut well, up. It's, it's like the comment I saw after Peoria. It was like a photo of Kenny Roberts jumping. Complete boner air. Just about like, – Kenny Roberts is the man. Like I'm not not knocking Kenny. Uh, yeah. And I actually really like Kenny. He was on our pod. He was like the coolest guy ever. But, Dude, I love that pod. But he was boner airing Peoria. He wasn't jumping that far. Like, I'm not going to say he was jumping, like I jumped farther, but he wasn't like oversending it. And everybody, and somebody was like, back in the day, they used to jump, they used to jump so much better and so much farther. And I'm like, they got way more air. Look at the air he's getting. I'm like, yeah, his front, his front wheel is about to touch the, the, the moon right now, but yeah, his um, rear wheels six inches he, off the ground. Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> like, man, like, do you know how good all these guys that I race with now are are at jumping? Like, they're so good at jumping, they're not getting air. Like, it's quicker to not get air. Like, you watch, you watch guys like Wiles or Briar or people that are Jesse. Like, they're so good at jumping, it doesn't look like they're getting any air because they're just so efficient. And I, I just thought it was funny. Like, I actually wrote, I wrote this down weeks ago. Like the the photo of kenny um it's a cool photo like he's on you know he's now there is i will say this there's a picture of dave aldana <laughs> straight launching a fucking norton like no that like, photo's not, sick that photo's sick. i'm not sure he landed <laughs> he might he probably did know in <laughs> dave aldana but clearly like but then like two laps later the thing he might have pulled in you know with a broken frame like you know it, it's not the same man it's not the same and those Nortons weigh quite a bit less, if I remember correctly, than than like an Indian 750. Like the Norton's little spindly little Trackmaster frame, like Flexi Flyer. Like it's just you can't compare it, man. It's so annoying to to see that kind of stuff. It was hard for me not to comment on the uh, the bra- when the guys started talking about brakes. Oh my gosh, it was it was tough. I'm like, man. Don't get sucked in. Don't get sucked in. The problem, it's like the the good thing about Facebook is like everybody's got a voice, but the bad thing about Facebook is that everybody's got a voice. voice. Yeah. It's like, dude. Yeah, you just can't let it like, you can't let it like, I know it's hard. Like for me, I've gotten so much better with it. You can't let it rub you the wrong way to where you're wasting time or it's ruining like your day. So I'll see a lot of stuff. And dude, honestly, I've talked about before, like there's a lot of stuff on there about Shana. There's a lot of stuff on there. There's some stuff on there about me sometimes. Like, you know, it's hard to uh, to read something about a family member. People like, you know, just hammering a family. Like, you don't know what Shane is going through. You don't know the challenges and how she feels about it and what she's going through. Like, you think she wants to be struggling? No, dude. Like, it's it's. It, but then you see that and, and like you want to. It's hard to see it. Like, read that stuff about your family or your friends and. You want to comment, but it's like you also don't want to give them the time of day. Like, there's a bunch of well, shit on there, and but um, and it just it just boils down to like wasting time, dude. And and I'm I'm everybody needs to have more respect for one another too, dude. Like we've lost well, so maybe, much respect for one another and just society these days, where 
like everyone just they just say way too much on the internet like they would never say they would never say that shit to somebody in person like i've called i've called people out personally on messages and they've like they've changed their tone just in messages like instead of yeah instead of like posting back i'll just i've messaged one or two people and i'm like hey yo like whatever um but like in person like all these people that puff their chests out they ain't saying shit dude they walk right by you they put their head down and hope that hope to god you don't remember what they said and then the next week they they say the same shit again it's like guys are soft dude and it's kind of funny um and i actually thought it was funny but the the diva thing for uh aft where they walked around they asked who's the biggest diva in flat track and i fucking won the title rob and I I'll stand by that. Uh, like if I'm a diva, cause I'm vocal and I, you know, diva, I guess it means hard to please. I, I didn't even really know what it meant, but if it means I'm hard to please, um, not, I don't really know what it means. Not so much. <laughs> hard to funny. I mean, if you're jacking up shit, I'm going to call you out on it. So, uh, we need more people vocal. Like we need more divas, I guess. Cause like, if yeah. something's hammer, yeah. if something's not ideal and you're just sitting there and you're not going to do anything about it, um, if I'm not happy, I'm fucking going to go, I'm going to go speak on it or I'm going to go. But I don't think I'm, like I said, I don't think I'm ever unfair. Like I've had this conversation with Kevin Crowther and some other guys. Cause I'm always talking to Kevin every week about things we can do better. But whenever there's an issue, I always try to voice like what we can do to make it better or what the solution could be um there's guys mm-hmm. that just you know they bitch but they don't have any there's there's nothing like the people online it's okay well what would you do or what's your suggestion or what you know where's the um you know the intelligence behind what you're saying right now so yeah the the diva thing was uh i thought it was funny um but at the same time it's like dude we need more fucking divas like uh, mm-hmm. if i'm vocal if if i if if whatever quote unquote is because i'm hard to please then whatever do you like get your shit together and i won't have to i won't have to be a diva right yeah no you're you got a hundred you're 100 100 accuracy there man i ain't got no argument there i just thought i mean i thought the diva thing was just funny and then i got i got one or two votes myself so i was like huh all right well yeah it's funny i, I guess i mean but i think it is kind of like maybe maybe reaching out and you know vocalism and stuff i, I don't know but anyway what, what are we moving on to man we got uh we I got, just had a couple questions and we'll wrap it up. I know you got shit to do. I got, dude, I didn't even unpack my van yet. So I literally, this is the first thing I've done. I've got, I got coffee and, and drank a little I'm bit happy of water. You your van back. Oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> what a Must trip. Be nice. Traveling in a pickup. This was the hardest West Coast trip I've ever done. And I've had some doozies where I used to just like sleep, sleep in the front seat of my van because I couldn't afford hotels. Like I've lived the dream for a long time. And, just uh we threw cruises pw in the back of the pickup and we got to do a couple races like he raced in the rapid city um he raced in spokane washington and then i got sick and we couldn't really couldn't really race much more but golly what a fucking trip dude um yeah i bet you're so i'm so so, i was so burnt out like i'm so glad to be home um regroup and refresh but i had some questions from some people um we won't let's not go into each one like 20 minutes but I had somebody that wants to know about your pro career. Um, obviously, they if they are just tuning in the you know the sport or they listen to the pod, they see you, they see you working for Turner, they see you helping Dalton, um, they see you winning Astro Cup races. Like what? Is, what was Wait, your? They're asking about my 
my yeah, program. they want to know like what it what did you do? Like, who have who you asked ever... this question? Uh, I forget. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. I guess they want to know. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm honest what, up front. Like they're like, yeah, I, I think I saw a photo of him racing an 883 at Springfield. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, dude, he was a big mile guy, Robbie Bobby. He was uh, <laughs> yeah, the mile Rich, master, Ricky Graham. I mean, he was. <laughs> so yeah. what? What if so? Give us a give us the I'll elevator give, pitch on like your your pro yeah. flat track stuff. Like what have you done? So I'll give I'll give the five minute pitch, man. So I think in like 2002, I had a choice to make either to pursue soccer very very uh, seriously or get into racing uh, more seriously because I was kind of like doing the amateur thing. And and truth be told, and and um, I think I've said this one one time before, but I actually. Pro sport in O2, I think I beat Jared Meese and Pearson and a couple other guys in the South Central Texas no Amateur deal. Nationals, which was in Waco. Hey, man, I showed up on a Rotax that I built compared to Meese unloading a freaking Maroney's Rotax. So shut up. Anyway, no, um, so went, went pro, uh, rode the Rotax stuff, and then rode the 883 stuff. Um, and my goal back then was just to make mains. Of course, we can all look at flattrack.com on Facebook and be like, oh, oh, back then there was, you know, 100 riders. And there was. So my biggest strong points were short tracks. Um, didn't really do anything serious other than just making mains. I think, like, maybe, like, some top tens. Um, very sporadically, depending. Like, never at Springfield. Like, hell, I didn't. I only made the mains at Springfield on the 883, and even then I was, like, towards the back. Um so nothing, nothing to write home about there. Um, I didn't really get what I would consider fast until after I went road racing. I went road racing for a couple years and got my superbike license in road racing and d- did decent. I had some top 15s. Um, my best was the Daytona 200. I think I got like 14th. But that was when there was like 80 riders and like 10 factories sh- showing up. Then I went back dirt tracking and helped Sammy Halbert out a little bit, and he let me ride some of his Yamahas before. And I uh, actually led a pro singles race at Daytona. Uh, Hayden Gillum punted me and proceeded to let by uh, about six other people. Um, so uh, that's my like my best flat track kind of result. Um, then just worked for Sammy for a few years, um, on and off, had fun. Did did a bunch of cool stuff with him. Uh, won some bunch of races with him. Then I went uh, back road racing, and I was tasked to build the um, Factory Triumph Road Racers for Bobby Fong. Um, then we had Steve Rapp and Miles Thornton ride for me, and we did the Factory Road Race out of our own little shop for a couple of years. I was crew chief, and and I just we built everything in house, like engines, chassis, everything, suspension. Like we did most of all that right here at D and D. Then. Um, most everybody knows uh, I went and, and helped out Dalt. I think, yeah, I went and helped out Dalt. Um, we won a championship. But as far as my riding, um, my only real, honestly, my, my biggest and best win was I won a Moto America race um, in 2019, I think. Um, basically off the couch. What? 18, was it 18 or 19? Fuck, I can't. I really don't know. I, 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 I don't know. 18. I don't even feel like looking it up. I don't even feel like looking up. It was it was at my home track, which you know I do have a good home track advantage there. I'm not like trying to say that uh, you know I did anything special. I just trained I trained really hard for a month. What would you say your I best dirt track result is? Like, what would you tra- like? Pro? Stiffest competition? Yeah, like what? What's your like my? I would say my my best. Okay. My best is Springfield Mont, like getting third at Springfield. Like, what okay, would you? So my best your, result. My most proudest result. We're not even say it's my best result. So, 
crowd. Back then, I don't know if you remember, they had the actual Hot Shoe series, which was still like all the guys would run it, like all the pros would run it. So at Volusia, on my Triumph, we built a Triumph Dirt Tracker twin. And back then, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like, was it, it wasn't pro twins. That was like pro sport, expert twins, whatever. Anyway, whatever it was. I actually made a main event. Like my whole goal in life was always to make a main event. So those of you that are listening, like I just knew my limitations and and knew that I didn't have the out and out talent, but I knew I had the heart. But long story short, my favorite one, I made the main event at Volusia on my Triumph. And this is when everybody else was on XR 750s and nobody was like, what the fuck is a Triumph doing out here? They thought it was a vintage bike, but we built a brand new Triumph and uh, got like 95 horsepower out of it. And, uh, and made the main. I don't even remember. I think it was maybe like a 14th. Like, I didn't get last. Um, but uh, I'll have to go look at the results, man, because I'm, I'm sure somebody out there is going to be like, oh, I'm going to go look that up. And, oh, you got 15th, you fucking liar. But uh, but but really, like, I was never, like, an accomplished dirt tracker. I've I said to this day that I feel like I'm faster now at, like, almost 40 years old than I was back then. Um, fine and I think wine, it's just, baby. Like a fine wine. What? Got, you're like a fine wine. I honestly, oh, you, you winning winter throwdown in open amateur with 48 guys. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Well, I've always been like a short tracker. Like I, it doesn't like, matter. I, you, you beat I'm some deep good on a half kids. mile. I'm terrible on a mile, but, but yeah, man, I mean like all of my experience. So it comes from, you know, turning wrenches and, and building bikes and stuff. So, um, you know, I, I, I would love to sit here and talk like for 45 minutes about how, how no, many dirt track races, but, yeah. but I haven't. But anyway, what's the next question? Um, so the restrictions on the Indian, obviously, um, the riders are really vocal about it. Jared was on, I guess Jared made a comment on the podium. I didn't hear um, what, what he said at SAC, so, but what do what he say? Uh, something like Kristen asked him, like, what was the biggest challenge out there today? And Jared said, having restrictors, <laughs> like, that's what he, she probably didn't expect him to, to say that. He probably was like something track related and, he said having restrictors or something. Uh, I might be wrong there, but that's what I got from what I heard. So, um, but no, yeah, I mean, obviously those, those bikes are way, way underpowered compared to where the Yamaha's at now. And I've said before, like the Indian got way worse with all the things they've taken away and the essence and bikes have gotten a lot better. Like they're way better this year. Um, so yeah, that's, well, that's, that's credit to that team for putting in the work too. You know I mean? They put in work, but, but well, the question, the question is, what are, are they going to be moving forward? What is your prediction for next year? Is it going to be, well, what do you think the rule changes, my guess, might be? And will they give Indian motorcycle, will they let them run heavy wheels? Will they, you know, will they give some of the provisions back to them? Um, will they take, you know, give them their, I want to, you know, I, I don't like the art word. I've said it before. I don't like the word restrictor. I don't think that has a place in racing. Yeah. Um, I mean, so there's thoughts? two sides of that, that, and I'll answer one side is like, well, we can't deny that like more brands are winning now, even though it's only one extra brand like Yamaha, you know? So on one hand, it's like, well, the formulation, the formula is working in a sense, but you got two guys that are really, really happy. And then you got like a group of like 10 or 12 India guys that are not happy. Um, I guess it's going to determine on what the fans think and what yeah. – it's such a hard thing to say because it's like, all right, well, you know, Indian basically won everything for the past what, three, four years or so. But then before that, the XR750 was – other than B. Smith's Cowie every once in a while, but the, the XR750 has won everything in the past, like, what, 20-something years. So 
so you know do we keep up trying to make parody which i think you know yes i know will the restrictions prior. be the same or will they be different i, I don't know man i mean it needs to see because if next year they go to say production engines and and i know you're talking about retirement but say whoever rides your bikes next year your bikes ain't the same as the essence in yamaha's just like you know armstrong's yamaha's ain't the same so do they re-restrict the essence indians because dude no team is going to be able to really afford the Estenson team with, you know, they're, they got like a whole army down there, which good for him. You know, Tim can afford it. The team is putting in the effort. They're clearly doing their work and homework because that bike is constantly evolving and getting better and better. Like everybody sees that. Well, so a follow-up follow question, maybe I'll just save you some of your breath there, but uh, should, should Twingling and TC be removed? Um, I mean, if they're going to create, if they're going to combine the classes next year, then yeah, I, I think it's going to have to be removed because again, you know, is your, let me ask you this point blank, Corey, if your team hires somebody else, if, if you're not there next year, is your team going to be able to add twingling and traction control stuff to their bikes? Or well, are they just going to be like, no, we I'm not racing we next can't year. Compete. Um, and I I'm hope my, I, hire I somebody. Hope, well, I hope my team's on the grid. Um, I, I hope that they had right now they don't have like their plan. They don't have a plan to go racing next year. Like they, they've been talking the like they want to go racing, but they can't, no, they're not going to twingle. They're not going to use traction control. They don't, they're not going to go that direction. Um, it's, it's so, very, so there, there so, lies the fine line then because, yeah. you know, if AFT is like going to combine the classes other than like say Vance and Hines and a few of the other XG teams, you know, Vance and Hines can, I'd say, afford to build, you know, even more of a bike for Jesse. But we've already been down that road with Vance Hines, and it's still against the unrestricted heart or the unrestricted Indian. The Harley wasn't really any better or worse than the Yamaha back then. But what what do you do now? You know, now that the Yamaha's good. Is Harley like, well, fuck, man, we can't, you know, we're not going to build a purpose-built race engine. But now, you know, we're having to spend another say 50 grand or whatever to twingle these things, build new camshafts, build new ignitions, you know, incorporate traction control. Like who knows the actual cost involved in that. It's not just as simple as buying a different computer and putting sensors on, you know, you gotta have some nerd dude that knows how to work the computer stuff. Um, yeah, and so we'll do like, we have, we have a few week break in between Springfield and Cedar Lake. So maybe we'll do a pod on, um, what we think some what get more depth into it like what we think would be the most efficient plan for next year um because then he asked me like what can be done to increase entry numbers and man i've been pretty vocal uh the last few few months like about entry numbers like racing four other people in a semi um so and yeah, i have they some thoughts combined that they <laughs> They should have combined that semi into one, but I know. Well, then about. it's just a main event. I mean, then we're just racing a main event. So. I know, but still, though, no, uh, I still no think the stupidest thing we've ever done. Not this. Obviously, there's been some pretty stupid things, but the um, the uh, the heat race semi main. Like we all did a heat race. We all did a semi. We all did a main. Like the it was like tournament format. I'd always thought that was so stupid. Like when they did that, I was like, okay, so I got to do a heat race that lined me up for a semi that lines me up for the main like i still would like to go back to well now it doesn't matter because we don't have any we don't have enough riders but i always like you know having a heat you know if you don't make the heat then you go to an lcq or a semi and then yeah, you, you have two, two sure. shots to make the main but now you don't need two shots to make the main we don't even freaking we could just qualify and 
go do the main event. And if you want to save time, that's probably what we could do. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll do a pod where we get get more in depth because. Um, but on the short short answer for me, I don't like Twingled. I don't like TC. I think that's pretty common knowledge for people that listen to the pod. Um, and I don't like restrictors. So um, actually coming up with a, a plan, um, I have some thoughts, but I'll uh, I'll jot them down and I'll be more prepared for that question um, in a future pod. Um, yeah, that's uh, the only other question somebody asked us and we, we, we talked about it a little bit with the with the person on, I think it was Instagram, but, um, per, professional indoor series. Like what if we did more of a more supercross based or moto supercross based schedule where we did, you know, eight or 10 races condensed schedule in the summer. Um, and then we did like six to eight or whatever he said, races indoors in the winter, um, kind of well, to help with scheduling maybe, um, cause our schedule sucks. I mean, waiting a month racing, waiting a month racing, having four races in a row, waiting three weeks, waiting three weeks. You know what I mean? Like it's schedule sucks. Um, from, from a, a short track specialist who really succeeds on indoors and really tight shit. I would personally love to see that on a fucking indoor bitch. I will paddle your ass anyway. But so yes, that's cool. In theory, unfortunately can't compare it super cross because number one, you got guys just like, well, I guess in Supercross you can compare. There's guys that are just not Supercross riders that do really well outdoors. And you're going to see that the same way. My problem is, is it going to, are you going to have twins on the indoors or is this everybody on 450s? Oh, there's so much you can break down. I think he said like 450s. Um, I don't I mean, know. Cool I mean, thought. shit, we, we can't cool get thought, in, but it's going to, no, I mean, we, we don't have the well, infrastructure gonna, to do, to put together what we have now. So, um, no, and it ain't, here's the thing too. We're not going to, it ain't like we're going back to the Astrodome and it's going to have, you know, 20,000 people there. You know, if we, 50, if we were in an indoor, people. there's going to need to be a good indoor that can seat a bunch of people, but then you still got to get these people to come out. So yeah, if the one moto show does like an indoor series, then I'm sure they'd have a freaking success. Yeah. But for us right now, like, I don't, I don't really see, I mean, we used to see Jared Mees doing them indoor ice races a lot, but are we going to see Briar? Are we going to see Shana? Are they interested? Well, in back in the day, Rob? we didn't have the, um... B-Rob. You know, we didn't like, have the sponsor money that we have now or the contingency bonuses um, that a lot of the riders put in place. Um, like we weren't getting paid as much back then. Like Mies wasn't getting, I mean, dude, if he, he, he probably has a dozen sponsor bonuses for, if he gets on the podium, he probably has deals with monster and whatever else where he gets paid. He gets paid enough yeah. to not, to not do those outlaw races. But back in the day when we pretty much only had Harley contingency, and um purse money like for him to go make an extra grand on an off weekend he pretty much like didn't have to but like it was efficient for him to do so and that's why like a a lot of the promoters are like why don't more pros come to our races it's like well it's got to make sense because the um the series is you know we don't have a lot of riders right now and there's a lot of things that aren't great but they've done a good job positioning the series to where it looks valuable to sponsors and we're making more mm-hmm. money. Um, so like, I don't need to go out and risk getting hurt for a thousand dollars when I can potentially make more for finishing on the podium and production twins at an AFT race. So um, yeah, so that's, it's something to think about. Um, 
I don't know. I don't think it's not going to happen as of right now because um, we don't have enough promoters to do what we need to do right now. So, but yeah, I love, I uh, dude, I love the fans like sending us messages. We've had, a, we have a few of these where they reach out and keep doing that. Like if you guys have an idea or you have a question and something crazy, um, reach out and send them to us. Like I've seen, there's been some good ones. Uh, I, the only bad one I've seen was the dude that keeps talking about bringing two strokes back and the novice yeah, junior just, expert two strokes. Yeah, yeah. Stop that stupidity guys. Like that's just not two strokes work. are not going to save it. Like there's like 12 guys in the world. that are like, Oh, two strokes. I want to see them back. That's going to save everything. It's like, no, it's not, man. Number one, they'd be way slower. Some dudes always argue with me about like, Oh man, I, these I, there's two strokes that run modified banshee engines that would that would destroy an Indian on the miles. Like, oh okay, cool, yeah. Like, like keep that pipe dream up. It's like, dude, yeah, build, build it, man. I'm sure if you put up, build it, put up ten grand. Jared Mees will give you a ten lap shootout. <laughs> you know, I mean, put your money, yeah. put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good stuff. But no, I yeah, appreciate all the fans for. We're tuning in. We got a pod out to you guys. Sorry, we condensed it. There was a lot more we could probably talk about, but um, I'm going to I'm going to let Rob go because I know he's it's been longer than we anticipated. But uh, no, you're good, I, dude. I'm, I'm going to bring no on, and... but appreciate you for yeah. coming yeah, on the pod, man. And and yeah, and just to yeah. reiterate, just to reiterate too, man, folks out there, you know, send us some more questions, man. We it is kind of fun, like hearing your insights and opinions and stuff. But you know, just. <sighs> If you say something stupid, we're not going to talk about it. But if we do talk about it, we're going to kind of make fun of you. So just don't don't. Do yeah, that. we're going to call you out. Nothing personal. Yeah. It's nothing personal. But if it's a bad, if it's something like it's what it, it makes us kind of go WTF, uh, that's kind of you know we're going to give you that that uh, mm-hmm. that, feed, that that feedback whether or not you. It's funny. Like they'll say some will say something and then you respond back and then they just come unglued. It's like all right. Well, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry but man it's, it's good being on idea. here and uh well i look forward to see you in springfield and uh I'm, i hope you feel better and i'm glad you got your van back buddy so tell noah i said what's up tell him he still sucks and i challenge him to throw down this year okay i gotta well, defend I my it, title bro. i'm gonna i'm gonna run i'm gonna run i did four classes this past is it gonna be ama this year do you know uh i think that's the move um dude well, if, did you, if it is did you see the announcement for classes. the it, the Indiana race I'm doing. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome. Well, we just, I got, I got a bunch more money. Um, just last night into today. I haven't even, we have a thousand dollar am dash for cash, thousand dollar pro dash for cash. We have a, a what's, hooligan the, what's purse. the date on that? It's the weekend after Volusia, which is tough. Mm. Cause I know, you know, but I've been tough for the pro riders. Um, we're going to get a pretty good amateur turnout, but I just had a bunch more money donated to the amateur dash the pro dash, the pro purse, hooligan purse. Um, be cool to get Love you. Love it, there. dude. You got just keep keep hustling, man. Yeah, well, uh, it'd be cool to get you there. So put on your calendar. Yeah, man. Just uh, send my uh, my um, send my show up money, and I'll I'll get there. All right, I'll write you a check. <laughs> I might not have anything else to do, so hell yeah, I might be doing it, bud. Checks in the mail. <laughs> All right, bro. Talk to you soon. Tell Noah right. I said what's up, man. Later, All right, homie. Man. See you, Rob. Bye. All right. Robbie Bobby. What a, what a treat, man. Uh, I guess I could, like, I could have been more prepared for this, this whole episode, but trying to just get something out there for you guys. It's been three weeks and I thought about, well, we thought about trying to do a, a podcast, like on the way home, like one morning getting up and in the hotel, you know, doing a, a podcast, but man, it just didn't work out. It was 
it's like 12 hour days from Sacramento to Peoria. There was like two 12, 13 hour days to get the van. Uh, it might've been a lot. The first day it might've been 14 hour drive. Uh, and then to go from Peoria to home is another 12 hours, like nonstop. So three days of 12 to 14 hour days was, uh, wasn't the most fun thing. <laughs> and I just was like, nah, I'm not doing a pod till I get home. But literally this is the first thing I've done. All right. On the pod. First time in a while. Noah Chambers. What's up, baby? What is up, dude? What's what's uh what's what the fuck? What are we talking about? What it's been a while, dude. What's what's going dude, on? It's been a minute. It's been a minute, man. I uh when's the last time you were on? Do you remember what episode it even was? You don't remember, but I don't call. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had fans in Sacramento. They came up and they're like, Hey, you know, love the pod. I haven't, we, we, we want to hear from Noah. It's been a while. Um, and, uh, we haven't heard from him in a while. And I'm like, dude, I hear from him like every day. And they're like, bring him on the pod. I was like, it's, it's probably time. Probably time. Um, I actually have, that's kind of crazy. It is crazy to me. Um, I have, yeah, I have three, three things I want to ask you about actually. Um, but you, what have you been doing? Obviously you're, uh, I, I barely I, see it. Let's let's been, just no no. What have you been doing? I've been so really, really my thing. I've been working and just just riding. Like so, I've been riding about two days, one to two days during the week, and both days on the weekend. Really racing on the weekend, whether that's local or the past few weeks have been <clears throat> a little more than local racing, but um. And then the, days I'm not riding stuff, I've been I've been just working, man. The elephant in the room. Noah is off the market. You have a chick. You have a girlfriend. And... Oh, big time. Yeah. I'm full blown. I'm like, and not only that, dude, but like my girlfriend races now. Amy races. And so I'm like a I'm like top mechanic at the track. When she's racing, I'm out there with a fucking rally towel, pit board. It could be like a local women's race, you know, there could be 10 women on the gate and I'm on there talking shit, you know, like <laughs> hyping her up. I love it, dude. It's pretty cool. Is there any rivalries in the women's class locally already? Like, does she have any? Rivalries? Yeah, yeah. She's got, she's got some beef with, um, with some other women that like, I'm not going to throw any names out there, but they might, they may or may not be scared of, of her to race her. I mean, I'd be scared of her. Look, look who her trainer is. Shit, you know? <laughs> but yeah. no it's it's been cool dude uh it's been cool i i i enjoy watching uh watching her progress and 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 get better so so um, on on boys night on tuesday night boys night where we go out we have we have drinks you used to show up like not a lot but you'd show up once once every couple weeks um now on boys night you're you're watching the notebook with a glass of wine with your chick and your, your dog in the middle, um, schmoozing. <laughs> like that's, that's the elephant in the room. That's why we haven't heard you on the pod because you've just been schmoozing. Dude. Man. You know, I don't even like, I haven't even drank alcohol in like months. It's been, been a dry year, man. I've been, uh, you know, beforehand, like you guys would call me. I think we have a few podcasts where like I'd get a call from you guys and I was literally at the bar, like playing pool, against other dudes and shit like yeah not uh not really you know i've just been kind of 
been low key, just kind of chilling, man. I have, I have been, you know, I have been uh, riding and stuff a lot. You know, it's not like I haven't been doing that. It's just been, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm chained down now, man. I'm off the market, so I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been in the, been in the crib. Well, two of the questions. I forgot the third one, but big, big question, big news in the in the moto world. And you were at Loretta's, dude. So. You had solid results. I think you were seventeenth uh, overall, maybe in College Boy. What? How did you finish overall? Yeah, my overall was seventeenth, um, which was it was okay. I mean, obviously as a racer, you always want to, you know, I always want to do better. But um, that's I, solid, I dude. Like, that's yeah, a solid result. And you got like twelfth in a moto, right? Like, what was your best moto? Twelfth yeah, or thirteenth was my best finish, I believe. I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm good. Hey, bear with me here. Thirty-five. That was, uh, that was at work. <clears throat> you work all the time. Pumping gas, dude. Just pumping gas. <laughs> uh, anyway, your your results at Loretta's were solid. Um, did why did you pull your claim? Were, were you the guy that um, were you the guy that claimed that didn't you pull the you pulled the I claim wish, on, I on wish the bike? I was the guy that claimed the bike. I wish I was the guy that claimed the bike because you weren't the I, claimer. I, I wish I was. If I was the guy that did, I'm gonna tell you right now, I would have one hundred percent went through with it because I don't know if if any of you guys watched like kind of what the kid had to say, like you know, he made it sound like that he was all worried about like his sponsors. Me, I'd have been like, "Fuck it, dude!" Like, who, who do I, what do I have to lose? You know what I mean? Oh, it's gonna ruin your, it's gonna ruin your career. I'd be like, "Fuck my career, then, dude! Give me that factory bike." You <laughs> did know you know I mean? that like, was a rule or no? Like, did you know that was even a I, thing? Yeah, like, yeah, but like, it was something that was like, it's been there forever, but I can't tell you the last time it happened. Maybe like. Someone probably claimed like Michael Essie's bike there like 20 years ago or something. But other than that, it's not really something that's been. Um, it's not that like, you much don't even money. Like it's it's double MSRP. I think they said like the money he had to put up was like 17 grand um, for yeah. a star yep, bike. Grand. It's like, man, that's not that bad. Like No, no. And whatever they had in there was definitely like they had more than good. 17 grand in it. Like, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I thought, I thought that, I thought you were the claimer. Like I saw, um, I, I saw a photo, it was really blurry, but it it, it, it was the guy, the, the claimer guy. And it looked like you in the golf, it was like in a golf cart. It was real blurry. I thought I saw, thought I thought it was you, but I guess not. I, I wish dude, I'd be on a star bike right now. <laughs> um, um, no, that was cool. It was funny though. Like we didn't even, I didn't even hear anything about that down there. Um, that was kind of all hush hush until like the week following. Then, then I heard about it. So it's not hush um, hush anymore. Cool. It's big news. No, no big. Yeah, big news now. So um, yeah, it was good, man. It was a good week down there. Like you said, I, I think seventeenth. Like I think I I feel like I had a lot more in the tank, but um, you know, sometimes it just I my did shorts you, were. were kind of did my you ride the two fifty or did you ride the three fifty? Road to 350. Road to 350. 350. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, yeah, Loretta's was cool. And then you did you did Bud's Creek. Uh this you what'd you do? Bud's Creek and Unadilla? You did both those? I did Unadilla the, the Unadilla <laughs> the following week after Loretta's, and then Bud's Buzz. Creek was this past weekend. So 
Well, I want to get like, your boom, thoughts. Boom. I want to get your thoughts on uh, motocross and nations team. They uh, announced it. Sexton, Tomac, and Coop. Yeah. What? A, how you like our shot? Like, what are the chances we we haven't won in a um, decade? It's been a minute. Well, I I, I believe that the American for motocross pace right now is very high. So I think um, I think they have a really good shot this year. Obviously, you know, in years past, they'd kind of pick like the B squad. It seemed like they'd pick like guys that were finishing like fifth and sixth. Now, man, I mean, they, they got they got the top guys. I mean, Tomac and Sexton have pretty much been untouchable, it seems like, this season. So um, I think they got, you know, at least two of the best guys. Cooper, I think I think he'll be good. Um, it, it looks like he's still kind of a bit off his pace where he was, I think, last year. But each week it seems to be getting a little better. So I think he'll be strong by the time uh, that comes around. And, I, I mean, being on home turf at Redbud, I think they do have a pretty good – to have a pretty good chance man you know as long as it's not anything like you know like last year, I think the last time they had, the mutter, yeah, yeah. yeah like you know even in a mutter though they should still win they should still win in the mutter like i think no uh, i think uh, yeah yeah i mean they, would they that have be a really like would you have picked that team if you were picking yeah i mean like i know there's some you people know, that were talking what other about 250 Craig guys and, well, what other American guys are you going to throw on there? 450 guys, 100%. Like, yeah, yeah, but like, let's be honest, they don't they don't hold a candle to Tomac or Sexton. No, those uh, two are locked in for sure. And um, I, I honestly think it, it's good to have a 250 star bike out there because it's probably the best bike on the planet right now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether or I not it was Justin Craig Cooper or, was or Cooper, I think Cooper is probably the right decision um, just because oh, he's 100%. been on the bike all year. and whatever whatever but no that's yeah i was i just get getting some uh some chambers chimes in on the motocross of the nation's team and uh also um are you the guy that's gonna that's gonna put barsh in his place like uh, i saw saw i had an incident it wasn't that bad i actually really like barsh but um thoughts on has barsh ever taken you out and um if he did would you guys fight in the pits um if he took me out, it's probably because I was in his way. <laughs> um, you know, I I watched that GoPro that he put up, and and it was definitely dirty. I mean, was it? I, I didn't think it was bad. And it, it, put it this way: I've ridden Bugs Creek a lot, and if I can relate to that video after having ridden Buds so many times, like where he was on the the track like the corner before and where he ended up in that corner where he took him out like you don't end up there like that was a hundred percent like he he definitely ran it out there you know what i mean and i could definitely tell that after watching that, that video like never once have i been on the track and that has been like a, a good line line choice you know what i mean okay well that's why we but call you man we, we call you for the insight at the same time like you know did he t-bone him no but now. I mean, it's, it's maybe maybe it's a little crazy. much to get DQ'd. I don't think the DQ maybe maybe like fine him or a couple points, but to fully DQ him, um, there's probably worse things you know, that happen. But qualifying is definitely ridiculous. I mean, there's a lot of look, man. At the end of the day, it's racing. There's going to be aggressive passes. There's going to be stuff like that that happens. Um, you can't disqualify. I mean, disqualifying was I think a little extreme. 
Yeah. Um, just had Robbie Bobby on. He wanted me to tell you that you suck and he would whoop your ass on uh at winter throwdown. But Bobby Bobby. Yeah, he legit said that before he signed off. Ted, tell Noah he sucks and I'll whoop his ass at winter throwdown. Thank you, man. And what class? What bike? I'm not riding one of those like nineteen twenty-three fucking bull quesadilla bikes or whatever i'm not nah i'm not like that thing but hey, you know if he wants to line if he wants to line up well, bobby's fast bobby is fast i'm not gonna bobby's fast him. that's what i mean speed. yeah he also he talks about fast. how good he was at soccer like every podcast now um you ever you ever hear gypsy tales you ever hear gypsy tales yeah. all he talks about is like jujitsu like yeah dude, uh-huh. like but have you done jujitsu well robbie's just every pod now it's about how he was almost pro, a pro soccer player. He's like, yeah, I was on the Olympic. The pro soccer player? Dude, he's he was apparently Robbie McClendon was on the Olympic developmental team for soccer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. What's so, the, what, what, so there's what, that. What's the new with the tank slapping uh, compound? I mean. Has has Tank Slap and Podcast acquired an El Camino yet? And and have they got like a, a full wrap on it and stuff? Or what's, dude, what's I going just on? I just got home last night, at two in the morning from a month long excursion. Um, so and a rental truck, two rental trucks actually. The first rental truck, the tranny was starting to go, and the check engine light came on, so we had to swap that that punk hunk <laughs> that hunk of shit for another hunk. Would you get shit. an? No, I, dude, I wish. They were uh, F-150s. <clears throat> we had to throw Cruz's bike in the back. Um, we were going to get a was Tahoe. Was it a U-Haul? No, those are expensive. We were going to get a Tahoe and throw it in the back of the Tahoe, but we're running MR-12 in his 50. So, like, even with it's, like, in the back of the pickup truck, the smell <laughs> of the fuel is brutal. So, um, Wait, so you get, you're running MR-12 in his 50. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's jetted for. I'm running... I'm running pump 93 trying to qualify for pro nationals and you have MR 12 and a 50, you know, I want his bike at, at the qualifying races. That's what I want. Well, you can line up next to Cruz at the farm track the next day. I'll bring his 50, his other, his spare bike. And it whoever, probably makes more power than my two. Yeah. Whoever wins the shootout will be my 50 rider for the remainder of the year. You'll they'll get the contract. So, <laughs> I will, I'll line you guys up and uh yeah it's fair are you uh are you finally going home oh, i'm stoked to be home yeah it's uh I bet. I what bet. a trip you know what I mean? yeah this one this one burnt me out these trips get harder though the older i get so especially because like a, lot, a couple of the tracks weren't weren't the most fun like uh peoria was tough this year and sack wasn't wasn't super great um and then i got sick like i was sick yeah. on the trip and um yeah, and just not having the van. It it was just like one of them trips. But I mean, I sound like I'm whining, but it was I mean, I love the dogs back. Uh we haven't yet. We're gonna go get them today. Dude, this is the first thing I've done. Like I've I made coffee. Ooh. I had a swig of water and I jumped on the pod. So yeah, I'm about I'm about to wrap this up. I didn't even unload my bag yet. Um, banged out a pod. So gotta pick the dogs up, get my cat, and uh you yeah. got to give the people what they want, so I can understand getting right on the pod. What's uh, what's your plan for the weekend? Where are you, are you racing this weekend? And if not, what are we? We should do dinner. I don't know, man. I don't know. 
you know, there's um, they got some local racing going on at Dublin Gap. I thought about going out there and, and doing that. But at the same time, man, like, you know, I was at Loretta's. Then I, you know, right from there, I went straight to Unadilla. And then right from there, I went straight to Bud's Creek. And Let's do dinner, dude. I mean, honestly. Take a weekend off. It's expensive. Bring yeah, Amy like, up. We'll do dinner. So we'll plan the wedding. I spent so much money. I've been. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um I've spent so much money going going racing over the past the past like few weeks. To be no, we fair, dude, to be yeah. fair, every year we've had a wedding. Like every year at the end of the year, we've had a wedding. It was Briar and Shayna, uh, my buddy Ryan Connolly, um, B Rob. Uh this this year Bronson's getting married. So next year you're on you're on tap. Like we need a wedding. You better watch where you're talking. If she hears this podcast, she's gonna be fucking I'm Fucking just up saying, the tree, dude. I'm just saying, man. You got a year. You got a year. Well, actually, no. You should probably like. We got to plan it, so you don't have that much time, actually. Um, but no, we're good for this year. Like Bronson's getting married this year, so we're we're okay. There's no pressure right now, but <laughs> next year, yeah. So. Big I know. <clears throat> uh yeah man day, well dude. i get people requesting you a lot and uh, i was like dude it's it's time to get which on. is kind of crazy which is kind of crazy it's cool dude it's cool you've uh yeah i mean it's it's cool so hopefully honestly dude you should try to make it to volusia the last race of the year down in florida it's a uh, bike i know i was i was October already talking Fest. about it i was already talking about it it's my final down, aft some, race uh, you say that, but you're gonna you're gonna come back for for a couple. I see it now. You sound like Robbie, but that's, that's I've been not, I've been playing I've been playing scratch offs. So so when I win the lottery, I'm gonna put together a team, and you're gonna be one of the first guys that I hire. It'll be a wild card. Wild. Card I still team, wouldn't. It'll be one you'd of have to you'd have to hit the lotto. You'd have to hit it hard. I don't think a scratch off would would be enough for for, for me to do, oh, especially I've been, the I've last been buying few them like crazy. I've been buying them like crazy, so I'm I'm really banking on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, hit me up about the weekend, man. Let me know. It's good to have you on the pod. Um, no, I will. And we'll get you on more. We'll do like, you gotta a, go we'll celebrate. Do... You gotta go celebrate Amber's birthday. So yeah, it is. Uh, today. Yeah. Her birthday's today. Yeah. Anniversary yesterday. Yeah. Shout birthday. out Amber. I think she's what? I don't know if I can say her age. So, the monumental age. Yeah. I'm going to go with 24. I'll go with 24. She was actually sleeping when I started doing the pod, her and crew. So I haven't even wished her happy birthday yet. So yeah, wrap this up. Uh, yeah, hit me up, dude. Hit me up, man, and we'll get you back on the pod here again real soon. Um, we'll much, do. Much, Thank you much for, love, uh, for, for getting me back on, brother. Yeah, dude. I'll chat you soon. Bye, homie. Later. All right, guys. That is the pod. That's what we came up with. So hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, yeah, a lot like having three events we didn't catch up on. Hopefully that was that was good. I want to do an interview pod here in the future. Uh, there's a couple people that we haven't done an interview pod in a while. I want to I want to do an interview pod. And I have a couple couple ideas handy, so we're gonna work on that. But yeah, just appreciate everybody for the patience, tuning in, subscribing, everybody that comes to the races and comes over and mentions that they like the podcast and. That's cool, man. It keeps us going. Uh, keeps me motivated. That's honestly, if nobody listened, I wouldn't have been uh, trying to just do one like right away when I got home. But I know people 
people appreciate it. Uh, as a podcast listener myself, anytime, you know, full send podcast, which is one of my favorites, uh, Joe Rogan, pulp MX gypsy tales, any of those podcasts drop. I, uh, I'm stoked. Like I, I want to listen to them. So appreciate it that it's the same kind of for what we're doing here. Um, yeah, lot, we talked about a lot. Again, anything we talk about on here, it's nothing personal. Like I never, I very rarely have a personal rant towards somebody or a specific situation. So nothing personal. Uh, I don't even like to know who's in charge of certain aspects of what we're doing because I don't want to have that be as like a part of how I feel. So um, yeah, no, it's, uh, and it's not all bad. <laughs> like, like I said, I sound like I'm whining with the uh, with the trip, with everything that kind of kind of went down. And even though it was like a kind of a tough trip, it was still still really cool. Like I got to have a lot of good memories. I got to spend a lot of time with my family out in Salinas, uh, Briar, Shana, Bronson, Alex, Max, um, all the California people I don't see very often. Alec and Wesley and Zach. And the trip was good. Got to see uh, the Hartley family out in Washington and Mariah. She takes photos. It was cool to see her out there and Rapid City, John Christner and Frankie Garcia. I got to spend some time with like it was a good trip. Like I got to see a lot of a lot of my friends and some cool people. And um it, it gets it gets to be draining the trip. But uh in general, I, I love I love uh love what I do still this year. And yeah, gonna enjoy try to I I did lose some enjoyment <laughs> on this trip just the bigger picture um, had to sit back on the drive home and really just like, you know, try to try to go into these last few races and just enjoy it. Uh, win or lose. I, I just want to enjoy it as much as I can. So hats off to all the riders for their wins at the castle rock sack. And what was the other one? Rapid city. Um, it's a, uh, it's cool to see the level of riding right now. It's, 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 it's as high as it's ever been. And yeah, so moving forward, it'll be a good last four races. Got two at Springfield. Make sure you guys buy tickets, support that event. Um, we need people at these races. Like besides Castle Rock, the spectator attendance has been tough. And I talked about it on a pod where I know it's tough, man. The product right now is it's not as good as it's been um, with 10, 12 guys out there. In the twins classes, we should have more at Springfield and definitely Volusia. Um, it's tough, but as a rider, it's we appreciate the fans coming. Um, it keeps the sport going without without um, without fans in the grandstands. None of this works, and I think we've lost sight of that a little bit as a as a total um, as a, like the sport in general. Like we've lost sight of how much appreciation we need for the fans to come to the races to so the promoters make money so the promoters can pay our purse um so if you guys can go out to springfield if you're within a few hours don't watch it on fans choice actually buy a ticket support the Meese family who uh they're working real hard on that event so come come check us out sponsors that make it happen mission foods bell power sports yamaha motorsports indian motorcycle moto america um New Jersey Motorsports Park, September 9th, the 11th. Go, go support Moto America, buy a ticket and, uh, and come out to New Jersey. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, new three-year deal with American Flat Track. It was really cool to see Michael Buckley and some of his 
crew at Sacramento with Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, passionate about flat track. And that's what we need. We need these companies who are actually passionate about the sport they're involved with. And Dunlop is is definitely, they fit that, they fit that bill, the brand, they fit that brand. So uh, appreciate Dunlop. Roof Systems, Jerry, speaking of passionate, I don't think there's anybody more passionate in the sport than uh, Jerry Stinchfield. So appreciate Jerry and then Manscaped. Um, use the code, code it up. Tanks up 20, 20% off and free shipping products. Awesome. It kind of just speaks for itself. Once you get it, um, we, we could talk about Robbie Bobby's manicure, uh, <laughs> manscaping work, but it's, uh, we don't want to horrify the children, but yeah, manscaped tanks up 20, use the code subscribe tanks up in tank slapping on, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. I'm this has been a pod, baby. I'm, I'm wrapping it up till the next one. We out.